Hi folks, this podcast is recorded in a house with animals. A tiny orange cat, which is one of them, is currently all about the love on my mouse hand, so that's going to make things exciting since she's now grooming my fingers. I should also mention that we swear a lot. Oh, do we ever. And I'm not going to say we don't swear at the cats, because we do. In fairness, pretty sure the cats swear back. In their own special way sometimes, yes. Yes. But the rating on the episode reflects the fact that we swear a lot, and we tend to do these things a little unfiltered. Not that there is any content you have to worry about with children who don't already have those things in their vocabulary. Right. Right. Anyway, welcome to Productivity Alchemy episode 114, and I think we're both having just week to end all weeks. I, well, yeah, I, uh, I have been going back and forth on this thing with the editor, which is the, we don't know what anyone wants, and we're still new with this, so we're not sure how to ask for what we need, and we're trying not to, like, mortally offend the other person, and she doesn't yet realize that I'm really impossible to mortally offend, and so we're, like, doing possibly the opposite of brainstorming, in that I think everything we say takes away ideas. So you're 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 basically in the classic, uh, like, you guys are a team. Right? Yes. Yes, you're a team, and there are uh, the classic four stages of team development. It's a little harder when your team is two people, but... uh, We could say three with my agent. Three with your agent, yes. And so um, you have formed the team. These are the three people that are going to be on the team. Uh, After forming comes the storming stage, where everybody's sort of at odds with each other. Uh, eventually they become norming where everybody's views and, and work streams and whatever start to align. And then there's the performing stage. This is old school methodology that doesn't seem to be replaced by anything yet. It, it, it's pretty common in that, um, later if your editor takes a break or, um, another person is added to the team, say a marketing person, uh, you could revert through this, or if your agent decides she's going to retire and hands it, or not your agent, your agent's not going to retire. Well, my agent could theoretically retire. Nothing is stopping her other than me clinging to her ankles and weeping. I thought that, you know, she was eventually going to transcend her state as a human into a lich-like being who gathered riches for her clientele. Uh, That would be fine, too. Okay. Yeah. Helen, if you're listening, you <laughs> that know that was I a mean, compliment. That yeah, that was a compliment. That wasn't meant as an insult. <laughs> that all being said, um uh, Well, the, my problem is that that I'm like and the thing is I know this that I am nuts. Let let's not put a gloss <laughs> on it here. I I was about to try to find, you know, ways to talk around it and then I thought why am I trying to spare my own feelings? No, I am kind of batshit. And that's fine. I'm very productive, bad shit. I've handed in, like, you know, seven possible book samples, and any of them could be a good book. And I have done it very fast. Like, at one point, my the editor said, you, you literally pitched an idea and wrote a sample and sent it to me while I was still composing the reply email. 
And <laughs> my my response is basically, is that weird? Um, so, and, and I know my agent has tried to walk her through what she's dealing with here, which is, that's not, which is a crazy person, but I'm, I'm, uh, and, now let's, and, let's back up a minute and let's, let's remind our listeners. I get to say that because it's me. There's that. And there's also that with your very first novel, you said that they were, they were like, we we need this in how long? Oh God, yeah. The uh, uh, my agent said, can you write a book based on this? And I was like, yeah. Can I have six weeks? And she said, why don't you take eight? Laughing hysterically, and I handed it in six weeks because then I thought I'd have two weeks for revisions. And right. yeah, and uh, this has somewhat colored things ever since. Didn't didn't she have to explain to one of your aid, <laughs> one of your editors that she's did, like, you don't understand. You tell her this, and she will just go home and write. <laughs> yeah, this is what she does. She goes home and she writes. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's and the thing is, to a certain extent, everyone goes home and writes who's a writer. So it's not like you know there's anything weird. But I am very fast, and uh. And part of this, I suspect, may be a manifestation of the ADD hyperfocus thing. But also, if I am, I have trained myself that if I am interested in a thing, mm -hmm. I should do that thing right now. Yes. Because otherwise, I will get distracted. So my workflow is basically have an idea, hammer out between one and four thousand words on the idea while i still have the idea and then i'm good um this... and then when it hops off into the sunset it's little idea bunny tail wagging at you um as it vanishes into the gloom yes uh yeah which is what happens to ideas i don't nail down uh they just scamper off so if i have the idea i go i nail it down usually very quickly and then I'm like, here's the, here's your, uh, here's that idea you ordered and, you know, drop it on the editor's doorstep or pillow, basically like a cat with a dead mouse. And this, this is probably fairly unsettling if you're used to dealing with other workflows where like I have friends going, you know, okay, I've spent three weeks and I think I finally got this pitch written. And I'm like, I pitch four things in one email and then end it with words, words. I'm just writing words now. Anyway, let me know if any of these sound interesting. Woo. Also, a penguin bit me today. Yeah, you did. You did have to explain that once. You did. Yes. Uh, this is unprofessional. Oh, God, yes. This is this is terribly, dismally unprofessional. Um, do not assume you can get away with this. I never assumed I could get away with this. Uh but I have trained all, basically, all of the editors who work with me that if they put up with this, they will get a thing. Yes. And some of them want that thing enough to put up with this. So yes. see also that I pitch my short stories usually with, I wrote a thing. I don't know if it's the thing you want. If you would like a different thing, I will write you another thing. But if you want this thing, thing. And, uh, thing, a thing, 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 thing. That one was nominated for Hugo. Thing, a thing, thing, thing. <laughs> that thing. That, yes. Thing, 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 so, thing, 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 th
And I, I, trying to explain this makes me sound like a terrible prima donna, and I'm, I'm feeling horrible about it now. But it's, I, I can write very professional query letters. I did once because I panicked. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's all. It was that was fine. But okay. yes, um, the, but the people who know me, you know, like. My agent had to take my editor aside and explain that I was self-publishing all of the books because I assumed no one wanted them. Yep. And the editor turned gray <laughs> and was like, but we've wanted her for so long. And I'm like, la, 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 I just wanted to write this book and I didn't think anyone wanted it. So, Right. And uh, yeah, and so there's there's a lot going on. So the long and short of it is, at this stage of the process, I need something to fixate on. I need the next book to write. And I am trying to explain that I am like a German shepherd, not a German shepherd, a golden retriever waiting for my editor to throw the ball. And my editor has not thrown the ball. And, You're a and, border collie without sheep. Well, no, no. But I'm like, I will talk about anything you want. You got to throw the ball, though. Throw the ball. If you just throw the ball, give me something to chase. We're good. No, I can't sit and talk about the central conflict until you throw the ball. If I don't have the ball, I don't know what the conflict is. You got to throw the ball. You're not throwing the ball. I'm going to go eat the couch. And Ladies and gentlemen, we do not have a couch for her to eat. Yes. Uh, metaphorically speaking. Also, my editor does not really have a ball. But uh, I have been extremely stressed these last couple of days. And the thing is, it's not my editor's fault because she is getting back to me with superhuman speed for the publishing industry. She is reading samples at a shocking rate because she realizes that I am completely nuts. And that, like, this is all just high speed kind of, you know, thing. And she is accommodating that, and I am very grateful, but gotta throw the ball, gotta throw the ball, gotta eat the couch, why is the ball not getting thrown, just give me something to work on, I will write it. And Yeah. Uh, the, uh, yeah. I had to take a bunch of anxiety meds yesterday. That's that's actually, it's funny, that was, that was my first, like, month at this job, is because it was, all right, give me something to do, and I will go do it. And it's a learning process, and read all of these documentations and experiment with these things. There's a lot of self-direction in there and that's fine. But then it's like, if you give me a task and then you come back to me in two days and say, so how did you do? The sad fact of the matter is I probably finished it in the first four hours and I've been just uh, vibrating. vibrating. Place. Yeah, yeah. And finding other things to do or other ways to make do, or I learned a lot about some very, very interesting things that I may never apply at this job because I was just cruising around clicking through reading documentation. I have no idea what any of it was right now because it was just <laughs> fascinating at the time because it was, it was something to be doing. Um, no, actually, some of it is retained and has come in useful since I was put in loan to another department, blah, blah, blah. Oh, uh, no, I just uh, had to basically medicate myself down because I was going to go berserk. Yeah, see, I, I don't necessarily have that option because if I medicate myself down, I don't actually, like, do my work. Uh, I will be like, well, gotta go crawl into bed now and sleep for the next 20 hours. Yes. Yeah, it's a thing. Um but yes, so I've mm -hmm. spent several days feeling like electric weasels are clawing inside my chest because no one will throw the ball. Meanwhile. But but I'm mm -hmm. I'm better. I think I, I finally, in a desperate Hail Mary pass, 
through like the last thing I had at the editor and she was like, wait, this might be it. Wow. I think this has all the things. And I'm like, Oh Jesus Christ. Thank you. I can work with that. Please let this be the ball. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the reason I'm, I'm like dragging this week, which is sort of the opposite. I'm, I'm, I don't feel like I'm as effective at work. I'm not as effective at, at some other things because I'm changing. I'm trying to change my sleep schedule. Mm. I have to get up at least 15, maybe 20 minutes earlier than I was in order to get Jake to school on time. Which means now that I, my body's like, but you, you, you're awake long, you normally awake longer, so you should be awake. And then my alarm's going off and I'm like, I need to get up now. And my body's like, no, you don't. No, it's fine. We do our best sleep from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. You know that. It's so, good sleep. That's great sleep. But, um, so I've been feeling off like yesterday it was okay, but I was sort of tired late in the evening today. It's just hammering me. Aww. So, but that's okay. I'm still making some headway on my, uh, projects at work just not as much as I had hoped. And so we'll work with that. Also, I think, Oh yeah. Um, I guess I'd better, I'd better talk to, uh, Cassandra uh, Cassandra Kaw and I are presenting at All Things Open in Raleigh on October the 15th, which is about two weeks from now. Two weeks and a little change, yes. Two weeks and a little change, yeah. Maybe three weeks, but Maybe yeah, you, you, yeah. you want to get that presentation done. We need to, we need to get on that, yeah. So that's, that's something I will be panicking about, I'm sure, in the next week or so, and hammering out like I usually do in just one mad rush one evening. Sometimes I'll do that mad rush like a month or two beforehand, and then it's like I just – then I spend the next month tweaking it. I will be tweaking the presentation probably right up until the last possible second when we push go. I'll be rehearsing it in my head the entire time. I've already started to practice what I've sa- I'm going to say in my head. Yep. This is my process. The uh, one – one here is, here is the worst life hack. <laughs> Because I was already extraordinarily anxious and miserable. Oh boy. I did my taxes. Because I was already anxious and miserable, so they couldn't make me any more anxious and miserable, so I might as well do them. That's fair. I mean, there is, there, I was like, hey, I've maxed out miserable. Let's do my taxes so that that's not contributing, because normally this would make me anxious and miserable, but I've already accomplished that. So you're halfway there. You're halfway to done. You've hit the, 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 Miserable and dejected, despondent and depressed. Adding taxes to that—that's just making it spicy, spicy misery. Spicy misery. Yes. yes. Oh, Which reminds me, I gotta call up my yep. tax guy and make an appointment. You have to come with me. I do. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, but that also, you know, I was bridging to the reminder that Cassandra Call, former guest on the show, and I will be presenting at All Things Open. Uh, October 15th on the gaming track on Storytelling 101 for Engineers. This will be fun, I hope. Uh, come out and see us if you're going to All Things Open. If you're in the area and you're not going to All Things Open, you should check out All Things Open, Raleigh, North Carolina. It's a great show. I go every year. You get a chance to meet me, get one of the I Met Kevin stickers, uh, the badge that goes with that, etc., etc. Do you have an interview for us today? I do, and it actually ties into changing sleep habits. And uh, everybody at home, you will see why uh, when we get into the interview. Uh, I talked to 
Michael Headley, who is, of all things, by day, a data market analyst. This sounds not very exciting. It actually kind of is for, I mean, in, in what, because of what I do for work, it's, it's like, oh no, tell me more. We promise not to bore you with that. At night, he's a writer, he's a YouTuber, and he does some freelance work. Cool. And so we're going to talk about how Michael gets things done right after this. Hi, folks. I am here with Mike today. Mike has graciously volunteered from Twitter, of all places, to answer our seven questions this week. So, Mike, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do? Sure. So, um, by day, I'm a data marketing analyst for an insurance company, which is um, not the most glamorous and exciting of things. But... uh, Then on top of that, I write. um, So I've got Book in the Query Trenches right now. Mm -hmm. On top of that, I also have a YouTube channel that is ostensibly a weekly channel that I produce videos for. And then I also usually have some sort of small freelance gig going on on the side. So um, to answer your question, I do a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like it. Um, And I got to say, um, data marketing analyst for an insurance company. that's that it 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 sounds like i'm sure to most of our listeners are like that has to be the most important but do you get to work with like large quantities of data and 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 narrow them down into uh i mean what exactly is it you do so so uh well, I inherited legacy systems, like it seems everyone uh tends to do at one point, and oh, these yeah. legacy systems were a bunch of access databases and Excel spreadsheets that are held together with spit and tape. I'm so sorry. I'm so very, very sorry. I'm I'm holding up like an image of uh, David Tennant crying in the rain right now. I am so sorry. Kevin, they had a database today that one of the tables didn't have a primary key. And I'm like, that's, that's like the most important basic thing. Um, They were, they were really big into Excel, and so they tried to use Access like Excel, and it shows. And I, so I've hmm. been just like trying to fix stuff and make it even scalable. So I wish that I had like a nice solid SQL production environment to work in because this <laughs> is uh, it's a bit more uh, elbow grease and spit times. Yeah, yeah. After after the interview, we'll we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that because um, yeah. Um, I don't think we want to, I don't think we want to bore people with all the, the data and, and all that stuff, uh, uh right now. I don't know. I'm going to get like three comments. Oh no, I love to hear about that sort of solution anyway. <laughs> so no, I feel your pain. I I've, I've been there. Oh Lord, have I been there? Um, so with, with that going on and then your freelance and your YouTube gig and, and the book you've got out on query, how do you keep yourself organized? Uh, so 
it took a while to actually get kind of a system in place, but um, the big thing for me that that really helped was actually getting into bullet journaling. Oh, um, because I'd read about so so. Okay, I am a sucker for general principles. Like, <laughs> okay. I don't want the origami pattern. I want to know how you came up with the origami pattern. It's my math major showing. And so when I started reading about bullet journaling as like, here's this general modular thing that you can do. Hey, it's this very flexible framework that you can work. And I was like, this is brilliant. It just solves so many of the problems I was having because I tried planners. I tried daily sheets and none of that really ever worked. Mm-hmm. Um, and so physically, like, um, I have a bullet journal that I carry with me to keep track of different notes and stuff like that. I do also have a planner now just because with work, I have a lot more long-term time horizon things that I've got to make notes for. Right. Um, so what kind of that, notebook are you using? That's the big question now. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm, I have, I've got the tool notebooks from uh, office max office depot, the office one. Okay. Which just like the disc bindings. Yes. Um, super satisfying actually just because if it's like oh this is just a stupid idea i can Mm -hmm. throw it out if there's like oh hey this thing that was supposed to be really short ended up taking up a bunch more pages i can just throw more of the pages in there um it's it's actually really handy uh yeah um get get the levenger cover because their their covers are really really nice their disc binding bound stuff is a little it's very traditional and it's a little more expensive than the tool but their covers are just amazing so anyway (laughs) jotting that one down yeah yeah i got one on sale it's like leather it's it it magnetic closure it is just the bomb so they're not paying me to say this i should i should mention that outright they're they're not paying (laughs) me to say this (laughs) Well, and uh, yeah, it was it was really interesting how like something as simple as a notebook actually helped me get a lot more stuff in order because like I've got a freaking pile of notebooks and and they weren't I mean, I don't I don't know if everyone understands having a notebook that you write for the first four pages in and then you're like, hey, look, a new notebook. But that was certainly what I dealt with. I I have a pile of them. Yeah. 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 I didn't want to presume, but most people I know do. And it's just like, you know, I didn't think something as simple as a notebook would make this much of a difference in keeping me organized, but it, it did. So that right. was, that was neat. And, and the, the thing about bullet journaling, it's so very flexible if you just take the basics, right. Mm-hmm. And build on them. Yeah. Because, um, right. Like the basic, I'd always seen bullet journaling as uh, just something like really, really artsy. I saw people doing these really gorgeous, pretty spreads and stuff. And I was like, that's, that's, I mean, that's neat, but I don't have time for that. That's, you know, they drew little pictures for spines of books they read. I don't have time for that. Yeah, right. And then when I saw like, oh, you can just do like a, like bullet point checklist. Like that's literally where it comes from. It was like, oh, this, this helps a lot. Yeah. And just sort of seeing how helpful it was because it solved some of the problems I had with planners too. So it was, it was helpful. So, yeah. Um, by the way, how much noise are you getting from the dog? <laughs> I'm not actually hearing the dog. Are you hearing a purring cat? Well, yeah. Cause Sergey's sitting right in front of me, but well, I've got a, I've got Sir Scamp curled up on my lap. Oh, purring, okay. So. Yeah. 
So yeah, okay. Um, I guess that means Ursula did not leave her mic on, which is important. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so uh, bullet journal, uh, absolutely. Yeah, no, I love I love the system. I love how it designs it. Um, I used one for a little while. I can see the power in it. Uh, I'm mostly digital now because that's how work works. But yeah, yeah. Um, so so, is there anything else in there with the bullet journaling? Uh, and notebooks. So there's a lot of um, a lot of different tools that I use, mm-hmm. but I, I figured, um, well, yeah. So okay, there's a lot of tools. So um, tracking uh, different episodes and what's in production for the YouTube channel, mm-hmm. I have a Trello board dedicated just to that. Cool. Um, yeah. I've also been using Nirvana to track my to dos. That's based off of the GTD stuff, which. I also adore that system and I found it also incredibly useful when I like, you know, megazorded it with the bullet journal stuff. It was like, this is exactly what I need. <laughs> yeah. And they combined to form Voltron, the super productive yeah. robot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it really was something like mm-hmm. that. Cause one or the other didn't quite work. And when I put them both together like that, that was good. Um, the Nirvana is the app that is basically GTD. I use that for tracking to do's as well. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, I've got the Trello board right. um, that I use to track the YouTube stuff. So then I also track all the writing projects. Um, mm-hmm. Casey Blair had a blog post years ago at this point that was just like, hey, I'm a project manager. Here's how I organize all of my folders to keep track of all the different writing projects. Mm-hmm. And so uh, – I got really dorky about my file structure, but it it's also just another way of like, oh, this actually helps me keep track of where's this book at, where are these queries at, where's you know where's this revision at. It's another thing that's just simple, but it's helped a lot. Yeah, a lot of people just like I watch Ursula just throw everything into like a, a an art folder or a writing folder, and I'm like, I don't know how she does it, um, but then like uh, I. We're literally recording this release day, so I don't know if you've you've heard it yet. But Jane Linskold was talking about how she just discovered folders and how it changed her life on her desktop. I hadn't, <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't heard that, but I believe it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, wow, yeah, that's yeah. And having a good organized organization for your folders of stuff is is really important, uh, at least for me. If uh, you know and. Okay, I have to ask. Do you do the writer thing where you've got draft, 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 final, draft, draft, final, final, draft, draft, final, final, edited, final? Fortunately, I don't have that, mostly because exporting from Scrivener is a pain and you have to do some time formatting that there. So it's not as easy to just like save as because I've done I've done that before. Mm -hmm. Character name, draft, character name, draft point two. But um, what what I do have is I've got. The intro I've been writing this book, trying different things for different queries and stuff. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. I've got like four versions of that floating around. And so I've got multiple folders that are just like first two, first three, first three rev, right. first three rev AE feed. And I'm like, oh, right. I should really organize those. They're making me twitch. <laughs> and if if I get someone going, hey, I want to read this one. I'll be like, which one did I send you? Yeah. Yeah. So you need to start. Re- so, so. That's the thing. You need to start recording which one you sent to who. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping I'll just like look back at the original email and be like, right, what was that attachment? Okay, there you perfect. go. Yeah. 
And they probably don't know how to understand something when they get a manuscript that isn't draft, draft, final draft, <laughs> edited, final draft. So, all right. Um, wow. That's, that's a lot of good stuff. And, and, uh, Scrivener's a great writer's tool. Uh, I know, uh, I've used it. I don't think Ursula uses it, but that's part of her workflow with her publisher. So, yeah. Um, so through all of that, we've talked a little bit about it. Um, the systems and habits that are valuable in keeping all that going. And we, we talked about GTD and, and getting things done by David Allen, just an amazing system to really help you get your, wrap your head around things until you, and, and, Ex until you expand out into other things. Uh, I don't think anybody leaves it just purely alone. Eventually they start tuning. Yeah. Um, that's another one of those, like, this is coming from general principles. Oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> um, the other big thing though, is that, so I'm a data marketing analyst and I've mm -hmm. been in that position for about a year, but for four years before that in the same company, um, so I'd, I'd left education. I'd been teaching math at the community college and I moved in as basically a project manager for a small development team. So we had, uh, five developers and one DBA and then myself and I was the project manager and they worked on the billing system and the internal facing systems for this insurance company. Okay. And that's where I learned about scrum. Oh, and so as they're sitting there talking about how, yeah, no, we, we break down, we say these are the big projects that we're working on. What are the next actionable steps that we're going to be doing on this? All right, what are we committing to for these next two weeks? And then at the end of that time period, they go, oh, hey, well, how did we do on this? Did we achieve these goals? What worked and what didn't? Uh, that that was really the the other big revelation that I had because – you know, GTD bullet journals, all that stuff is, is great, but that's really kind of the trees and, mm -hmm. you know, calling it scrum or whatever you want to call it. That's, that's a really easy way for me to keep track of the forest and make sure that I'm on track on these bigger goals. And so I, I literally every other Sunday I sit down and I have like just a page in my bullet journal that I'm like, all right, review the last two weeks. What was good? What wasn't good? What do I need to change? And then, you know, I set goals for the next two weeks and, you know, like, all right, what's the thing that I want to do to try and work on my health? What's the thing I want to work on on my creative projects? What's the thing on the YouTube channel? And so that is something that I do work with a lot as kind of a higher level thing to tie all of it together. Right. That so. And the whole thing just sort of flows together that way, right? You've got mm -hmm. your reviews, you know, you have the the high level view, and then you've got the the what you're keeping up with on the day to day. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's pretty cool. Um, are there any other uh, uh, habits in there? So um, probably. So the the biggest habit mm -hmm. uh, that is is most important for me to keep all this together is actually one of the hardest. And it's going to bed on time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, 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 I think everybody in technology knows that one. Yeah. Well, and, and it, it, I felt like such a boring person at first, but like 
I try to get up at six each morning to do some writing a little bit before the day begins, mm -hmm. then try to write in over lunch. And what I discovered is that was like, well, if I'm up too late, I don't get up early in the morning. I might miss breakfast. That makes me grumpy or I'm just ready to take a nap over lunch. I don't do any writing. It was like going to bed on time. If I didn't do it, just caused all of these little ripple cascades down the way that was just like, oh, I didn't get very much done. I was just kind of tired and didn't have the windows or take the windows to work on any of these other side projects. And so like getting to bed on time was, it, it made me feel like a little old man, but I was like, well, that's actually really stinking important. I guess I need to work on that. And so that's, that's the other big thing that keeps it all together. Cause if it doesn't, it just, it all falls apart. And I didn't think that would be the case. And it is and, much and to my chagrin. I, I have to admit that's, that's something I struggle with is, you know, that, that end of day wind down. And I bet you've got like a habit or, or, or a, a routine that gets you wound down and, and ready. And that's the big one I have trouble with is because I'll get involved in a book or a video game or watching murder mysteries on, on, streaming and um and my, then i lose track of time has, my my kryptonite has definitely been brooklyn 99 because <laughs> because there's been times where it's like 9 30 9 9 40 and we'll put it in an episode of brooklyn 99 and be like oh okay that was really good one more and they're like well that's 11 o'clock now that's not good that's that's us and miss fisher's murder mysteries right now well no, we can squeeze one more in before before we have to go to bed, then it's one in the morning and watch three hour and a half long episodes. <laughs> Just one more is some very, very dangerous words. Right. Absolutely. <clears throat> wow. Okay. So, um, anything else? I'm, I'm admirable uh, when you make it to bed on that. You make it to bed on time, even regularly. I'm sorry. That's, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, they're like, I mean, so habits and process, like I was a project manager for years. So process is something I've thought a lot about, but you know, it's, it's not like there's a lot of different habits. It's, it's really like those couple key ones in that system are what keeps everything's moving smoothly. Now mm -hmm. stuff can fall apart for a lot of reasons, but the, the thing that keeps it going is just stuff that small, which is kind of scary how, something as simple as that has an impact. No, that that's, uh, it's uh, the whole, anytime somebody brings this up, I, I roll my eyes because I, I don't necessarily understand the math behind it, but I have a, enough general knowledge, but it's sort of like the butterfly effect, right? Mm -hmm. One little ripple can set off a chain reaction that has this huge impact. Um, and, uh, you know, a butterfly flaps its wings in China and we have a hurricane off the coast of North Carolina, right? Well, I mean, that's not, quite how it happens but that's that's you know uh you forget to go to bed on time and it you know it takes you a day to get back to where you need to be yeah and and it's just when it when it comes to working on all these different things that i do right like mm -hmm. it's not like you sit down and you go sweet i knocked out a book today like that's that's not how it works you write you know a few hundred pages or you know you know that living with ursula and all that oh, yeah. that's, that's not how it goes you know a video yes sometimes you're like sweet that was a small little video knocked it out but but also in terms of like all the steps of the process of figuring out what you're going to shoot editing it all those pieces each one of those steps takes time and 
so it's not like at the end of the day you have one giant, huge, dramatic win. It's you're going to be in the trenches for a long time working on all these little pieces of little projects and all that stuff under the hood people yeah. don't see. I I don't think um, anybody really understands how many hours I spent just finding sound effects for the Hidden Almanac, for the, the episodes that were effects heavy. Oh, gosh, yes, yeah. yes, yes. I've had to throw sound effects in to my uh you know videos and it's like oh all right this would be a great spot to have a door open right here search door opening sound effects listen to 100 clips uh-huh i i now have a very extensive sound effects library <laughs> good <laughs> but um but yeah it, there's still that that moment where you're like all right this is a five minute this is a five minute podcast but you don't realize until you're doing it how much that it can take three hours to do a five minute episode of something if it's if it's complicated with with video work too like some of the stuff that i end up spending a lot of time on is i don't want to say it's invisible but it's just like when you do it and you do it well the viewer doesn't notice it necessarily at least hopefully if i've done it right um but also it's just something that if it's not there it's not like it's unwatchable but it's just something feels amiss and Mm -hmm. so you know, when you're doing it right, it just feels smoother and they couldn't necessarily articulate why it is. And and it's just like, well, no, that that little pen, you know, took me 20 minutes to figure out how to do in the software or whatever. And and so I'm sure it's the same thing when it comes to podcasts. There's just a little, little stuff under the hood that when you're doing it right, people don't even notice it because that's the point. And when you do it wrong, they notice and they yell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Common sections. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I, I, it, I'm i surprised. At, at, and I, I would like to say to all of the listeners out there, you guys are wonderful, how polite everyone is in, in the comment section and how great the, the community is. And uh, so, yeah, uh, YouTube, I never read the comments. It's it's just better. I don't post anything to YouTube, and when I go looking for videos, I don't read the comments. I've been pretty fortunate so far for mine. My comments have been... <laughs> For the most part, pretty good. Um, I did get uh, one of my videos someone threw on Reddit. I did not bother reading the comments there because I was like, nope, I don't even want to see those. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So so in, on a given day, how do you decide what to do first with all this stuff going on? I mean, you talked a little bit about you get up and you've got a routine. You're trying to get some writing done. But, uh, um, you know, how do you decide which project or when you get to work, how do you decide what's the, the first thing? Do you set that up the night before or, or is it just here's what the priority is today? So some of it is I've got defined windows of time where I dedicate those to specific projects. For a long time, I was trying to just work on like what's the most recent deadline. And when I worked that way, the problem was that I would spend – all consuming all of my free time, all of my writing time, all of it would be working on like trying to get a video out, for example, or trying to finish up this freelance project. And I realized I just hated it when all of my other projects stopped to work for this one thing. So now outside of work, you know, I basically have three-ish windows of time right in the morning when I wake up over lunch at work and then also after work uh, between you know when I get home and my wife gets home. That's my creative time. And so those first two, I focus mostly on my writing. So on the latest draft of the manuscript, getting queries out because that's just part of the grind and I want to keep that moving. Um, and partly why that works so well is because I have, it's, you know, I have only 
you know, an hour in the morning. Well, if you spend 10 minutes on Twitter, suddenly it's like, oh, hey, I'm not going to get as much tomatoes in. Um, right. So I guess I should explain that a little bit about tomatoes. Are you so, are you using pom- Pomodoro for yes. some things? Yes. Yes. Okay. Tomato Timer is mm-hmm. the website that I use. And ah. So whenever I'm working on something, it's 25 minutes on, five minutes off as a very intentional break. And so when I'm working that way, if I see it's you know 6.15 and I haven't started writing, well, I'm not going to be able to get you know, two full cycles of that in before I have to go to work. If it's, you know, 6.05, I can. And Mm -hmm. so it really forces me to focus in that moment on what I've scheduled that time for. Um, And so I dedicate those blocks of time to to writing after I get home from work. That's where I work on my video stuff, uh, provided I'm not having to go out and film anything. At work itself, um, that's where I try to work with my boss uh, every week to try and touch base and see what sort of his hard deadlines are. Also, coming from a group where I work with a bunch of developers, that's nice because I've gotten really good at telling people, all right, what's your actual deadline? No, no, don't tell me ASAP. That doesn't help me. What's your actual deadline? And I can prioritize based off of that. Yeah. So you're deadline driven at work. Outside of work, you're essentially time boxing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. And see, the, the, Pomodoro, which I love for my not on call weeks, which is completely interrupt driven. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, there's, I'm like, I knew there was something that was just missing from the systems and habits. There it is. Um, I, I use Pomodun. It's a, a nice little app with a website that you can go back and look at all the fancy stats of how much time you spent on which projects. Um, um, on my non on call weeks. Yeah, on call, that's an entirely different ball game. Yeah. Um, there is an actually an implementation of it called Productivity Challenge Timer. Um, I used that back when I was studying for actuary exams. I'm so happy I don't take those anymore. But um, <laughs> when I was in the trenches for that, it's like three months of studying, uh, 100 hours per hour of exams. So it was like 300 hours of an exam. It was it was Ooh. it was awful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was a reason I was like, I don't want to take these anymore. But um, that 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 particular version of the Pomodoro, mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same thing. It's 25 minutes on, five minutes off. But the implementation is the slickest thing ever because they designed the app basically framing it as if it's a coach. So it will whistle at you when it's time to start. And then um, if you don't start again after your break ends, it will just um, quietly harangue you like you should be working right now. <laughs> yes. Why aren't you working right now? You should be working at this. And. <clears throat> It's it's remarkably effective how easy it guilts you into being like, okay, all right, I'll keep going. Let me yeah, press on. Yeah, yeah uh, uh, Pomo, um, Pomo John just pops up a little thing that says, you haven't logged any time in a while. Shouldn't you be working? And just it's like a notification. But um, the, the ding or whatever it does as a reminder is really handy. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. I, I fell down a com- I, I fell down the Twitter hole on the five minutes break. And, uh, oh, yes, thank you for pulling me back out. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Um, so after all of that, um, now for the, the softer questions. Softer or, or, but more difficult sometimes, I think. Um, what is the best advice or feedback you've been given? 
This is actually one that I had to like chew on for a bit on the on the way home and as I was kind of thinking about it. Um, so I, I can think of three pieces of advice or feedback that I think are just really important to me. Mm-hmm. One uh, was from a, a little old man named Grandmaster John Roberts. And if he heard me call him a little old man, he could probably kill me. Um, <laughs> I trained martial arts under him for only like two years, so I don't want to oversell my expertise. But getting exposure to that culture was really interesting, just the martial arts culture. And one of the things that he stressed repeatedly, and that was literally their motto, was mm-hmm. um, several things. But you know, it was it was patience with yourself and patience with the process. And that's something that I try really easy, or I try really hard to keep on. Because it's it's so easy to get lost in, okay, I'm working on getting this thing filmed, this this script written, this piece put together, uh, you know, mm-hmm. working on revising this chapter. It's really easy to lose sight of how far you've come in all of that. Right. And so that's just something that I do think is really important to me. Um, so that's really good advice that I just try to keep in mind. The second one is slightly more um from a different (laughs) angle it was actually from my boss oh okay and uh so he told me he looked at me and he said marketing is just building relationships and i am that guy who just came in and started talking about marketing but (laughs) what he meant was just like right when it when it comes to whatever you're doing like you're just forming relationships with people that's mm-hmm. the thing that matters. So being authentic, being genuine, being nice, all of those things are good things to do. And if you keep doing it, like that's people will remember that. And so that's something that I, I've always tried to be nice. And it was nice seeing that articulated in a way that made mm-hmm. sense. And uh, they will, uh, people, uh, there's the old customer service adage, you know, if you do it, uh, if if you do something well, the customer will tell three friends. If you do something poorly, the customer will tell ten friends. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. and and it it all goes back to forming that relationship. So even if you do make that mistake, there's there's a little wiggle room. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I know that somewhere out there, there's a bunch of protesters who were probably saying that guy yelling out the window in the truck, "What a jerk!" Uh, the fact that I was, you know. <clears throat> yelling at uh, people uh, in support of our local Confederate monument and, and not being, Oh yeah. Yeah. But not, and, and, and not being particularly polite may have something to do with it. I did not swear at all of them. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, you were making a connection. Yes. I was making a connection. That is, that is absolutely accurate. Making a connection might not have been the best connection, but maybe I don't want to be connected with those people. I don't know. You were so <laughs> you were being authentic. <laughs> authentic, yes, yes. Um, so you said there were three. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I can count. So the last one, uh, just this one's very simple. So my wife is a librarian, and she's way smarter than me, and reads like a gajillion books a year. And so when she actually finished reading the draft of one of my books, and she said she liked it, that was like, all right, we got there. All right, I, I can do this thing. So that was some really important feedback to me. Yeah, and, and that's um, – I think that's that's one of the, the the most important feedbacks for writers to have someone who will be honest with that, with not just the I like it, 
but also at those times when it's um this needs a little more work or here's some places where you might consider improving things right yeah because you know when you have someone who's got great taste and you get their opinion that's you know if it passes that sniff test that's just a whole other level up as opposed to yeah your friends they really like this well that's great you've known them since you were eight right right yeah or um ursula at least has the um uh you heard the story about her mother and the singing I haven't. No, she, she, go on. She she had she had done a piece of art and she presented it. She showed it to her mom. Her mom said, "That's really good." And she said, uh, "You have to say that you're my mother." And uh, she, her mother looked at her and said, "Have I ever told you you could sing?" <laughs> and um, yeah, and so that's that's sort of when you know you're getting the honest feedback. Um, and uh, the the truth is that, and and she will admit that no one wants to hear Ursula sing. It's really not not a thing. So, <clears throat> all right. So so, but yeah, honest feedback is important, and uh, finding somebody who can give that to you and not make it painful, I think, is the is is key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, <coughs> all right. So that brings us to the two the the two final questions, and we're just going to go straight into the into um, I, I threatened to reverse the order when I was talking to to Jane and Jim, and so here we are. How do you deal with failure or when you miss a goal? That's one that's been really hard for me, actually, because for a long time my instinct would be to try and like double down and be like, all right. I didn't get as many hours in writing as I wanted this week. Well, I'll just like do more next week to try and make up, you know, push harder or I missed that video. Fine. I'll try and film three on Saturday. And like as much as that's the natural instinct for people, Mm -hmm. I think that instinct is fundamentally bad. Uh, Misleading. Misleading. Yeah, because you can push yourself right into burnout with that. Yeah, you can push yourself right into burnout. And and frankly, like if you did miss a goal or a deadline, like diving in and being like, fine, let me do this bigger thing. That's not healthy or sustainable <laughs> right? because you're most likely just going to miss that goal and create negative connotations and feel bads that make you just not want to do the thing. Right. The so, negative feedback loop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And my wife was the one who was finally pointed out is like, what do you tell people in some of your videos when they're not doing well? And I'm like, slow down and focus on like one tiny thing at a time to get small wins and build. (laughs) You're giving my own advice, aren't you? And she's like, yes, fine. I'll try to take my own advice. (laughs) Right. Um, But, but yeah, no, it's so hard because intellectually, you know, this, but, but it's, it's still difficult for me when it comes to, you know, missing those deadlines. And so, um, you know, I try to say that I, I, I I dial back. I just try to take one small thing at a time. Mm-hmm. And especially with YouTube, there's this really big pressure to be releasing weekly. And I've only recently come to be like, okay, you know what? I If I do one every other week, that is fine. I'd rather produce quality instead of killing myself to produce something that's just okay. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I I, I can totally get behind that. So on the flip side. Do you celebrate your successes? And if so, how? The regular routine stuff, not so much, Mm because that's all being consistent in the trenches. 
But the bigger goals, uh, yes, and there are two ways that I definitely celebrate. One is that uh, we usually get together, some friends go out and celebrate, and you know, hey, you finished a draft of this book, that's exciting, or, or whatever. And then also, um, I got some very nice scotch, some smokehead scotch. Oh, that, yeah. Um, I let myself have just a tasty drink of that, just as a, you know, if it's been a particularly good uh, project, uh, mostly for writing stuff. So, yeah, we'll we'll talk about scotch too. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, yeah, my my current, um, I've done really good uh, uh, scotches. Uh, the horde of of Snow Phoenix that uh, a fan sent us a couple years ago. It's like, yeah, that that does not leave the house. It gets. Uh, sipped on very rarely and it better be a big success right mm-hmm. yeah well, and i think that it is important to have something like that that you mm-hmm. set aside to say like hey this is explicitly for you know only a, a, a big celebration a big win just to elevate that yourself so that you do say no this is a big deal i did do this thing and it was awesome a lot of people don't do that they're like hey you know um I, my wife just, uh, you know, she finished a big project at work and she's like, I, I, um, so, so there went those words that I had in my head, Kevin. Yeah, no, this is, it happens to me too. It happened to one of my coworkers today when we were discussing the, the, an outage we were, well, not an outage, but, uh, uh, an issue we were working on and it just like, just all the words flew out of his head. It's fine. Yeah, I understand so. how that works. You put them all on the paper; they're not in your brain anymore. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. They're just like, oh, oh there they all went. But, <laughs> but I do, yeah, I do think that it is important that people do something to intentionally celebrate and elevate when they have those big ones because uh, people don't do that. You know, there there are people who just are like, oh, I accomplished this big work project, or you know, I. I worked out consecutively for three months or something. I'm like, that's crazy. You should shout that from the rooftops because that's awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. And and even if it's something small, um, like I, I, well, I'm I'm terrible about this, but uh, you know, if especially if you're doing workouts and you're heavy into the diet or whatever, maybe maybe it's okay to have the little tiny cup of ice cream as a celebration because mm-hmm. you did good, um, or. You know, it, it doesn't have to be a big celebration. Sometimes a big celebration is warranted. Um, I have, I, I do have a bottle of whiskey we found in my grandfather's uh, cabinet when he passed back in 98 that had been sitting there probably since about 68 and that it remained unopened that I'm saving for when my youngest son graduates from high school. So, yeah, <laughs> right? That's, that's a big that's deal. Amazing. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> Well, and just kind of getting that association built up with it, this thing to look forward to. It's, it's like holidays. Looking forward to celebrating the thing is part of the fun and part of the oh, motivation. Yeah. yeah, as long as you don't push it too far and then you're disappointed with the celebration. <laughs> oh, that's all that whiskey tastes like? Aw. Yeah, that's... Just that tastes like whiskey. Yeah, well, that's my big fear. It's like, yeah, this this has been sitting in a bottle for almost 50 years, just isolated on top of the 10 years it aged before. And if it turns out to be terrible, I'm going to be like, oh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it will at least be memorable, though. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And and that's, I, I think that's the important thing. You, you have to you have to commemorate some of those occasions. Um, I don't know if I'll let him have any. He'll only be 18, so, you know. 
Um, Depends on how it tastes. Yeah. Oh, this is awful. Come here. Let's this is, celebrate. This is awful. Yeah. This is why you should never drink. That's right. <laughs> that are is all the questions. Perfect. So the the next thing is where can we find out more about your work? So um, for me, you can find me. I am on the internet multiple places. I am at Bowtie Writer. Bowtie Writer. That yeah, that's that's there we go. I'm good at words. I want to do them more. Right. Um, so I am on Twitter a lot, way too much probably. Um, so you can always find me there. Mm-hmm. My YouTube channel is also called the Bowtie Writer. Um, I've actually got some stuff in the works. I've been working on a video series called Every Bosom in the Wheel of Time, where I have read every sentence where they use the word bosom. So you don't have to. Oh, God. I am so sorry. There are so many bosoms in those books, Kevin. Does it, oh, my does God. It, does it shift between when um, – uh, now I can't remember his name – but when the original author was writing them and when uh, Brandon Sanderson finished them? Yeah. Actually, <laughs> there is a noticeable difference, but um, – the the videos that's out now, there's mm-hmm. been fifty six bosoms so far, and we aren't <laughs> even halfway. Wow! All right, that's yeah, that's that's a hell of a thing. That's great. Um, <laughs> and then um, we can't talk about the, the 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 book yet because you're still shopping it. So. Alas, yes, still mm-hmm. shopping it. Um, but you know, I'm also at. I try to be at a few of the different cons each year. So if you see a guy in a flat tap, flat cap and a bow tie, well, there you go. All right. Wait, did we see you at like Worldcon? Uh, I wasn't in Dublin this year. Okay. But, uh, I, w- I was at uh, San Jose. Yeah. Then, then yeah, we probably did. I don't know if we saw it at San Jose. San Jose is like a lifetime ago right now. I know, right? Yeah. I, it was like that and World Fantasy Con were the big cons that we hit. So I was in Baltimore, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, we don't do World Fantasy. Um, mm-hmm. but we have friends who do. But So cool. So um, so we should look for you at, at cons near us if we happen to be at a con. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So that's, that's absolutely awesome. Um, thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to share with our listeners? Uh, <laughs> well, great. There, 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 there's the brain just like, say something clever. Yeah. Um, no, just, uh, I, I wanted to say, uh, thanks for taking the time to have me on. Uh, it's always a good chance to talk with you. And I, I also just got to say like, hats off for all the stuff that you make for all the different podcasts, oh. like, you know, being in the trenches a little bit, like I know that there's so much work that goes on underneath the hood and you're doing this consistently and creating great stuff week in and week out, like just hats off from someone else in the trenches. Cause I know that that is a ton of work. It, 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 uh, thank you very much. Um, I, I, I do it because I love it and because uh, people enjoy it. If people stopped enjoying it, I would probably stop doing it, but I can't promise that. <laughs> so um i know that feeling yeah yeah yeah. so um thank you so much for coming on it's been absolutely great and uh and for the people at home we'll be right back after this
And we are back. You know what? That was great to talk to Michael. And I had a, a great time. And I'm hoping that you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. So I have a batch code uh, for this interview. Our batch code this week is Bowtie. Since Michael is Bowtie Writer on Twitter and YouTube and all the places, then he is... Uh, I'm just going to go with Bowtie is our badge code for the week. If you want to find out more about open badges and what the badge codes do and stuff like that, go to ProductivityAlchemy.com, and under the badges menu item is a badge how-to, which talks about pretty much all of it. So there's that. Do we have anything else we want to talk about before I go into the here's how you can support us thing? No, I, I think we've covered it. Um, yeah. My... I still have not filled out my forms for my ADD consultation because, oh my God, four papers. Yeah, you should fill, filled out. Get, get on that, yeah. Uh, first, I have to go down to the permit office and apparently get a permit. Well, yes. A building permit. Building permit for Dog Skull. Yes. Yes. This is an important thing. That's all right. I, I've uh, never done anything like this before. I've never gotten a building permit. Well, neither have I. I. It's like I didn't realize I was the one who had to get one, but apparently I am, and... Yeah. I mean, they give them to other people, and I have a driver's license and two Hugo Awards, so surely they will give me I'm, one. Yeah, it's it's not that difficult, as I understand it. And the, do you have plans? Uh... Go in tomorrow, find out what the requirements are, and then we'll, we'll work yes. from there. We'll work from there. Um, yeah, there was something in my head. Oh, right, I get to start filling out... Um, the applications with, with Jacob for college. Oh, yes, you get to do the FAFSA. Yes, the, the FAFSA form, which uh, makes you eligible for all kinds of financial aids and scholarships and things. I have to do, uh, I have to fill out the form and pay for things like the senior retreat weekend, or yeah, senior retreat. It's not a weekend, it's just before a weekend. And the expenses around graduation cap and gown and paying for a physical diploma and all that stuff. So go me. We had an hour and a half, an hour. It was supposed to be an hour and a half, but the room was really kind of claustrophobic and didn't have good ventilation. So we were all like, the sooner we get done, the better. Uh, but on, on all of this stuff, and I'm just looking at it going, I am going to be so broke by the end of, of this school year. And then the colleges will want money. So there's all that too. So if you want to support me eating ramen and nothing but for the next four years of my uh, son's education, uh, starting in, I guess, next August, uh, you can buy me a coffee, ko-fi.com slash k-s-o-n-n-e-y, ko-fi.com slash k-sunny. That will at least keep me awake and alert when I am filling out these forms and uh, coffee and spite may be the only thing keeping me going when I have to pay for college. The other thing you can do is you can support this podcast and all the other podcasts we do. There are only two now, I guess. Uh, but, you, well, okay, yeah, you can support those. Sorry, my, my brain just derailed. I'm still getting used to the idea that we don't have to do Hidden Almanac three times a week. But we we should, you know. Yeah. After you get your all things open thing sorted, because we oh, don't want to yeah. step on that, we'll contemplate doing like story time with Reverend Mord. Yes, 
We, we the the first thing we need to do. I've already. I'm not contemplating it. I want to do it. I'm probably going to do it. It's just a question of what story are we going to do, and so that's we'll have to go through the grim fairy tales. Oh, goody goody! The grim fairy tales are delicious, especially since they were toned down for the audience. Uh, yeah. Well. Well. Okay. On the one hand, no. On the other hand, yes, with a but, and it's a really long lecture. Okay. So we'll skip it. We'll skip it. Yes. All right. So anyway, you can support these endeavors by going to patreon.com slash Ursula V. Pays for the podcast, hosting and equipment, and the food for Kevin and Ursula eat cheap, and the drugs we need to be able to survive Kevin, Kevin and Ursula eat cheap. Ah. And you get all of Ursula's self-published ebooks for free as part of your Patreon donation. And sometime in the next week, I plan on uh, you being anyone who's a, a patron being the first to have the complete Hidden Almanac available for download. Yes. I have archived up all six years into very large zip files, and I'm just uh, testing them out a couple more times before I, I start releasing them to our Patreon supporters, which is very exciting. So there's that. Anyway, uh, I've been rambling on for a while. I'm going to go... I think I'm going to go play being an angry goose for a while. Untitled Goose Game does bring out one's inner hooligan. It does. It's it's surprisingly re relaxing for being so simple and yeah. So there's there's all those things going on. Uh, remember, you can support us also by sharing with your friends, by liking, by tweeting, all that stuff. Uh, so. Yeah, you can tell I'm having a bad week because my brain just keeps skipping that groove. When what I should say is... Throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball! And the ball is, thank you all for listening. I appreciate all of you. And remember, folks, stay productive. Woo!